so cold, so lonely here in the shack. Ah, I remember the good old days where I could sit across the table from a personal podcast, not over the internet. Ah, so lonely. So, so lonely. Who could that be at this hour? Hello, Matthew. <gasps> Thomas! You've returned! I'm back. Is Tom a mad attack? Hiya. I'm back from the future. Oh my god, <laughs> what did you learn? How is the future? Uh, is Trump still president? Um, it's not It's not so good, Matt. Demille's come in pill form. That's why I've come back to the past to save it. Okay, cool. Um, how can we save it? How can we do that? Well, I've unfortunately uh, classified information. Oh, right, okay. But, uh, Shit. That we, well, we, we can't discuss. Okay, fair enough. You gotta. But, uh, I needed to come to Denmark. Okay, you gotta go to the uh, pe- you gotta go to the Danish Pentagon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How are you, Tom Parry? How the so devil bad. are you? Not so bad, cheers, Matt. And uh, yes, I'm here in Denmark as opposed to being in the UK, where we have been for the past, I don't know how many episodes now, doing the podcast over the internet. Matt in Denmark, me in the UK. Now I'm in Denmark. Yeah. For a little while. So, yeah. Yeah. We get able to do this in person again. As you can tell, I'm elated that I'm sat across a table for you. If not only for the fact I don't have to now spend three hours editing this podcast oh, on my Sunday evening. Yes, it, it was a bit awkward, wasn't it? Ah, so, I mean, a little bit cumbersome. With some but we did it for out. you guys. You we know, did. Um, always when I was going to move back to the UK, we'd said that uh, the podcast had to continue. And while it's maybe not been as frequent as it once was, no, uh, I think we've done a reasonable job. Yeah. Uh, to delivering episodes every once in a while. I mean, for sure. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm kind of a bit gutted. Tom, you already know this, but we haven't done an episode for like three weeks. And I was like, we need to do episode 199 oh. over the internet so we can do episode ah, yeah. 200 It didn't quite person. work out like that. It didn't, no. Life got in the way. It's almost as if you had to pack and get a plane at some point as well. And I was like, yeah, can we the, do it tonight? The timing didn't quite work out to make this return to Denmark the 200th episode. So instead, this is the 199th episode. Exactly. But, you yeah. know, it's, it's all the better for it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. What's the number? Exactly. Next week's just going to be an anticlimax. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's not like we were building towards anything. No, but by next week, we'll be well practiced. So next week's will be just just spot on. Chances are one of us will have played some video games by next week as well, I think. I did bring my Switch with me and my Wii U. I attempted to play some Call of Duty Black Ops 2 yes. on Thursday. Uh, trying to keep that up as well while I'm in Denmark. Oh, actually, that's massively convenient you brought your Wii with you, with you now. Yeah. I think about it. I'm going to ask you something off the mic because it's going to spoil my spooktacular surprise for Biographic if I do it on the air. So ha 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 ha. All right, well, I'll teasers. look forward to hearing about that later. Yeah, you should. Yeah. But, yeah, Wii U and Switch. So I've got a few games there I can play. Yeah, that's good. Uh, you can finally see the value of the Switch, Mr... Oh, I don't know. I don't really use it as a handheld. I use it in the dock. La-di-da. I didn't say that. <laughs> I know. I, I, I don't use it in the dock. <laughs> <laughs> I've never really used it. I played Mario Odyssey once in the dock. Yeah. And other otherwise, I haven't really done much dock stuff. And that's I've had to record stuff, footage for videos. So you've played it once in the dock and a lot in the dark. Is that what you're telling me? 
I guess you could say that. Mm, fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, what what have you been playing, Thomas Parry? Nice question. So I didn't play any video games on my trip over, which was a surprise to me. Crikey. Um, no Persona a, 4? Uh, no, I haven't gotten oh, a Vita. Oh, of course. I'm uh, reading a great book about New New Order at the moment. Yes. Uh, by uh, Peter Hook. Yeah. Ex-New Order. Yes. Um, Is yeah. Peter Hook of Doctor Hook? No. No. no Just no, checking. No, no, no. Uh, so that, that's, that's been great. So, yeah, that meant I wasn't... You see, I was quite tired. So uh, when you're tired, you didn't necessarily... Mm. You had Play a games so much. I mean, it was only an hour-long flight as well. In all fairness. Oh the, yeah, the flight was yeah. It's also the train as well. Remember, there's, oh, there's yeah, quite a lot there, of there a little coming of from Crewe to to Denmark. Yes. Uh, but prior to that, I guess I'm trying to think. What the last thing I played was that's actually relevant currently relevant <laughs> to anything. Uh, I got Blade Strangers on the uh, Switch. Yeah. Which is a fighting game, 2D fighting game yes. for those not in the know. And it comes in a beautiful, uh, beautiful regular edition of the game, which is boxed with a manual and a uh, phone charm. And uh, what else do you get? You get reversible cover. Yeah. Nice package. Uh, Sony releases a physical in US and I assume Japan as well. We yeah. didn't get that earlier. It's got a download version in the UK and yeah. I assume Denmark as well. And that's, um, that's a very user-friendly Okay. Fine game, you know, it seems to be perfectly suited to the Switch. It looks really good. I think it does a similar thing to the latest Guilty Year games, where it's made to look two D. Yes, but it's actually okay. Three D. Remind me, is Blade Strangers the one that has all of the characters from the other video games mm. in it? Mm. So your your cave Isaac, stories. Yeah, and Isaac from Blinding of Isaac is a playable character. Shovel Knight? Shovel Knight is a playable character. Shovel Knight's in two fighting games, but yeah, this is the one I'm thinking of. And then you've got also Oh, the anime looking dude from that other game series which is on the Switch and three DS that I can't remember the name of. Mighty Gunvolt? Yes, it might be. Yeah, I think the the guy from that game's in there yes uh i mean i haven't had to spend a lot of time with it yet but it's bright colorful looks good obviously yes uh not particularly difficult i don't think uh but it's fun and the other 2d fighter that i got recently for the switch was uh, snk heroines yeah how is that if you'd mix things you know what uh it's fine again it seems to follow a similar template to blade strangers it's very mm-hmm. accessible uh, things are made easier than okay. the regular fighting game uh it's got a tag system, of yeah. course. I completed the uh, the story mode okay. uh, very easily. Again, it's a very easy game yeah. to play. I guess all these games come to life in multiplayer, and I've not had a chance to play either in multiplayer. Well, Tom, yeah. I think we can take care of that. Yeah, I should have brought my Switch to me, should I? Should have. Never mind. It's all right. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> Next time. Uh, but both good, solid experiences. And, uh, yeah, I got physical copies of both of them, so... I don't have a lot of physical Switch games, but just slowly but surely, I'm starting to collect a few more. I, I got the recent Super Rare Games release of Worms WMD. I did see that, yeah. Mm. I had to get that because well, obviously Worms, Worms yeah. and that was a special. I wasn't sure if you'd got that to review for Blast Process or not. No, we have had in the past a game from Super yes, Rare uh, for a review, uh, Flame in the Flood. But uh, no, this was bought out of my own pocket. Oh, and I am tempted by Snake Pass, but again, just like Worms WMD, I already had a digital copy of that. Uh, uh, but it would free up some space. I either get, you know, a memory card for my Switch or I buy that game again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like. But Snake Pass is a good game. Uh, yeah. Not played it in a while, though. 
be fair. I've I've not played that game still. Um, the only, the only it takes about four gig if you download it, just yeah? so you know. Oof, okay. It's a, it's a big I've, one. I've not got a micro SD in there either, so that's pretty much my Switch yeah. there. Yeah, I might have memory card, that's what I meant. Micro SD. Cool, yeah, blimey. Though I, I did pick up, and you were, you were commenting last week that I went to a... A flea market, and I found some uh, some DS games. Oh yeah. Uh, the the. the I don't know why you'd want to play most of them, was it? Was no, it yeah, you were just like, why? Why did you buy all of these games? Just like Tinkerbell and Littlest Pet Shop, and a few other bits and bobs. It was cheap. Because uh, it was twenty kroner for a bag of like twelve of them, and the first thing I and noticed was there was a um R four card, an R four card in yeah. there, and that had a micro SD in it. I was like, well, I can put that in Switch. That's Turns a micro out SD. that's a sixty four gig micro SD. Oh, so, quids in, Matthew. Worth more than the twenty kroner on its own, Tom. Tinkerbell was a bonus. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Um, no, I, the only thing I've been really tempted by uh, recently, I was trying to Google the name of it in secretly, and then I remembered it is Roku's Island Adventure. Um, which has been described as for the Switch, yes, the pinball a, a Metroidvania pinball game, and that concept very much intrigues me. It's, I've heard it described as: imagine if you took Super Metroid and then you put Kirby's Pinball Land on top of mm. it. I don't know how that works, but that Apparently sounds fascinating. Apparently, quite well, yeah. Uh, going by some reviews of that, yeah. a friend of the show, Matthew Kipling, was mm. all over it, and he was the same person who was telling me, "Man, you need to play some Hollow Knight." So I, I went, and that worked out. And for that you. worked out for yeah. me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've also passed it on to the other person I was playing Hollow Knight with. Shout out to Kevin if you're listening. Um, hey, Kevin. Yeah, you don't. You don't. I know don't Kevin, know Kevin. But it's okay. But, uh, Neither does anyone else listening. It's all right. Anyways, um, yeah, I've been thinking of picking that up. I got some games to the library today, yes. actually. Um, Happy Birthdays is a, a game... Played a demo of that on the PS4. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Is there any good? If, if you're into those sort of simulation-type SimCity-esque games. Well, I kind of, I'm kind of getting more into them as I grow older, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, slow pace, you know, a lot of... Um, you know, terrain. Yeah. Uh, manipulation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it was okay, but I didn't have the patience for it. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to give it a go. I, it's got a bright, colourful cupboard with a load of dinosaurs on it, which is the thing that caught my attention. It's got a great presentation. Also, um, why the hell is it... to me as well. Why is it called Happy Birthdays? Well, it's about... Uh, I don't know, Tom. Yeah, I I'll consult it's... the manual! Because it yeah, has one. It's about the evolution of the, the world, isn't it? And uh, you start off like prehistoric... And then it sort of yes. evolves. Is that oh correct? wow! Are you telling me that this game is slightly like Spore? Uh, I'm not sure if it's really Shit like Spore. I've never played Spore. I know Spore you can make creatures. Right, hang on, let me read the synopsis. It says forward again. This has a manual. That's a it nice looks like a manual, Game actually. Boy manual. Yeah, the Switch manuals are the nicest thing. Uh, <sighs> I'd say Blade Strangers comes with it. Right. Happy birthday! In Happy Birthdays, you were brought into a dimension beyond time and space by a precious being named Navi, oh no, <laughs> who needs to help you cultivate Listen. life on a mysterious cube-shaped world. Using the powers of shape, the land, you will rise uh, to a multitude of species as you plot the course of evolution. Start with a single-celled organism working your way up to a complex multi multicellular creature such as oh. plants. This sounds like sport, Tom. I tell you what, every kid's got this in their Christmas list. In, the, in this book, <laughs> you will see some of the worlds you can create and sample diversity. Honestly, I might if I if I think it's, if I enjoy uh, this as much as I think I'm going to, I'm probably going to fucking buy this. I think this. the controls are pretty good. 
I'm going to give this a go uh, right after this podcast. Because those sort of games don't always translate well to um, tip, uh, typical console No, for sure. Controls, so. I'm going to give that a go after this, because that, that sounds like that's right up my alley. This one you've got um, here. Super Chariot yeah. uh, was a game that came out on the Wii U. I heard a lot of good things about it. I downloaded it for free somewhere. On It was free once on some yeah. PlayStation I'm, or Xbox. Or okay, something. so maybe I already own it and I didn't realise. But uh, yeah, I rented it from the library. Cause it was but like, Super well, Chariot is you know uh, an improvement over the original. Chariot, yes. I think. Okay. Which I think came out PS3. I think. I know. I know it's definitely on the Wii U because I remember it being on the yeah, Wii U. Yeah, I love the concept of it. How do you play it? I Tom? haven't played it. What is the concept of it? Because all I can well, see. Well, you've got the two characters who are connected, haven't you? And you. Oh, have... it's it's that game. Yeah. It's the one that's like ice climbers. Be. Yes, okay, cool. Well, I'm glad I picked that up because yeah. I thought it would be a nice co-op game for me mm. and the wife. And I've also picked up Lost Sphere, which is the Tokyo RPG Factory uh, game, which was the, the follow-up to I Am Setsuna. Um, oh, yeah, you love a good RPG. I do love a good RPG, and I've not played one in a while. I was hoping they would have uh, Dragon Quest, uh, the oh, new one in the library, because they usually have a load of JRPGs. Yeah. And I went there... And there was a girl in a Pikachu hoodie, and she literally picked out ten fucking PlayStation Four games in front of me. Ten, ten. Can she take ten out? You, that is the maximum you can take out. And it was just like you're not going to play all these games. And they were literally like she Are had dra- gonna... she had Dragon Quest there. She oh. had like Mirror's Edge. She had like 30, 40, 50, 60 hour games. And she took ten of them, and I was like, all right, okay, now I understand why I can never get anything out Greedy of this library because people like you. Greedy Pikachu. Um, yeah, so I picked up Lost Sphere because I've not. I feared it's not very good. Um, <laughs> well, all the reason not to pay for it. Then. Exactly, but in contrast, I cheered. Oh my god! Um, what the hell is it called? Octopath Traveler is the best RPG I've played in like 15 years, and I played it, and I was like, this is no much better than I am set sooner. So I'm curious to see if it's another one of these weird like zeitgeist someone on the internet decided this game wasn't very good and therefore it isn't very good things mm, well, or if there's actually some merit to it being quite boring so i'll give that a go and then they also had uh, dark souls remastered okami hd and the remake of secret of mana so uh, yeah but i'm curious to see yeah dark souls that'd be interesting these are all from well the formats aren't they, they really oh, yeah they're all the uh, redone re- redos yes well i mean <laughs> i've never played dark souls remastered and obviously everyone talks about how great dark souls is i've never played okami even though i own it on two other bloody consoles mm. so i was like well mm. i'll just play the Those ps4 two one would be uh the wii and the playstation 2 yeah. Um, and yeah, Secret of Mana, I hear the remake isn't very good because it's a pretty faithful remake of that original game. So if the, the art style isn't too distracting, which is what I hear is people's main yeah, issue with it. one of the strengths for me of that original Secret of Mana is the way it looks. Yeah. and it You looks... strip that out of it well, and no, replace see, it. Yeah. Is it as appealing? So the issue I've heard with this remake of Secret of Mana, and admittedly, as I've said, this is third party. I, I've heard this from people like yeah. third hand, is that... Square seemed to have been very afraid to make any adjustments to the game. Mm. And as such, it is pretty much a one-for-one remake of Secret of Mana. Mm. Did you ever play a lot of Secret of Mana? Enough. Did you I get... got up to a bridge and there was like some sort of machine on a bridge. Oh, okay, so you did get quite far in Secret of Mana you, then. You, so I know. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, I know where you are. I've, played, I've big... played through the Sinai's game a lot of times. I love that game. I, I have it downloaded on yeah. We. Yeah. Think. Probably. Yeah. However, well, um, 
you're, you will probably also remember that some things in Secret of Man are horribly, horribly broken. I can't remember, really. I remember it playing pretty well. Uh it plays great. However, there's a lot of weird things like, hey, I need to... The ring system, the the mm. combat system of mm. like getting items and stuff isn't very user-friendly. Mm. There's a lot of stuff towards the end of the game that doesn't make any sense in mm. terms of the story because it was supposed to be a um, Super Nintendo CD game and it's supposed to have anime cutscenes. Oh. And then when they didn't have those anime cutscenes, they put it on a cartridge. They didn't think, oh, maybe we should put in a bit of story here to explain to people what so the fuck is going on. From one thing to the other. Yeah, um, explanation. I, I'm going to say spoiler for a a almost thirty year old game. If you don't want to hear it, skip ahead a minute or two. I don't mind. Um, essentially, there's a bit where it's like, oh, we need to go to the Mana Fortress, and then it turns out you are the Mana Fortress, or someone... The called, Mana Fortress in is your... inside yeah, of you. Yeah, <laughs> there's some weird plot twist like that, but it's not really explained. Um, it just it, it goes from like you going to the Mana mm. Fortress and going like, we need to destroy the Mana Fortress, yeah. and the Mana Beast that's yeah. there, and then you get there, and he's like, you were the Mana Beast all along, but it doesn't say that. It just starts referring to you as the Mana Beast, and you're mm. like, what the fuck? Okay. So, yeah, there's weird things like that that aren't fixed in this version. Oh, because you'd think this would be the perfect opportunity. This would perhaps be the perfect <laughs> opportunity to say, hey, we still have people working at this company who worked on the original thing who have storyboards of these cutscenes. Maybe we should finally take the time to fucking animate them. Sorry for my swearing. Very, very emotional thing yes. for me that I thought, oh, great, this will actually fix you. Well, I, I, I can tell. And then it is apparently a very faithful remake of Secret of Mana that fixes none of the things and... A lot of people who have never played Secret of Mana and have been told, wow, Secret of Mana is probably one of the best games on the Super Nintendo, play it and compare it to today's standard JRPG and go, yeah, that's not very good. Okay, um, well, you'll find out for yourself when you uh, give it a spin. I will, yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, I tell you, I've, he's been talking about this, also remembered. Uh, I have played a few more games. Oh, really, Tom Barry? <laughs> uh, but not uh, current games, that's why yeah, I wasn't oh, I mean, mention I... them at first. I've been playing uh, retro stuff myself. Don't worry. Silent Hill 1. Can't blame me, really. Yeah. Uh, started that. How do you find them tank controls, Tom Parry? Okay. You know, I've played games with similar control schemes before. A uh, lot of atmosphere. It just really throws you in, doesn't it? In yeah, terms it of, does. Oh, yeah. My kid's gone. Uh, i got to find my kid. I remember uh, you walk down the street and then you walk in an alley and immediately you walk in an alley and you get attacked you get by atta- something. You're and... meant to die at that point when you get uh, revived in the cafe yes. by the police officer who yes. gives you a gun. Yes. And then you follow the clues to try and find out where your kid mm-hmm. is. That's how Silent Hill starts and you probably know that because it's a very yes. old game and yep. you might have played it. But uh, it is, um, it's a fair game so far. At first it's a little bit like that, finding a way around that map. Yeah. At uh, the beginning, because everywhere you go, it seems to be a dead end. So yeah. you have to put on your uh, thinking hat and think, yes. actually, what about that other clue I got? Maybe I'm not meant to do that yet. Yeah. And that led me in the right way. And I was playing it uh, with my friend Gareth. And I always find, even if it's a single player game, playing it with someone else, especially if it's uh, that kind of uh, puzzle based yes. uh, survival horror game, yeah. it's nice to have a second person to actually have a, a nervous perspective yes, on the puzzles. Yes, it definitely is. Because some puzzles, you know, you can be staring at blankly forever uh, and it's like without someone else there, you, c- you can end up getting fed up, turn the game off and never playing it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, having a bit of moral support when playing a survival horror game is I mean, also, most welcome. For me, like, weirdly, as much as I love survival horror games, mm. I, 
I get very nervous when I'm playing them by myself for some reason. Mm. Like it, the the psychological aspect of those games only really works on me if I'm on my own. Yeah. Whereas if I have another person in the room, I'm able to play them no problem. It's a really weird thing. I guess it's yeah. just be it harkens back to me being like super scared of Resident Evil Two when I was a kid. Mm. And yeah, that. That remake of that game looks incredible as well. I can't wait for that to come out in January. I tell you what, Silent Hill still looks good. Silent Hill is a, a damn good game. Time, uh, I I really yeah. want to play Silent Hill two again. I've had the hankering to do it for a while now, but I just remember it being really hard. And that's my only thing is I remember when I played that a lot as a kid, I died so I think, many times. Um, I have Silent Hill two and subtitled Inner Fears. Is that right for the Xbox? Yes, that was the Xbox yes, version, the Xbox of, version Hill, of it. Yeah, which I think is. Probably the better one. Yeah, from why from what I understand. Well. Yeah. Uh, and recently, I picked up Silent Hill Three for the PS3. Yes. Finally got a copy of that. I do have these two for games. PS2, you mean? Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say I do have these two games ready on PS3 in part of that collection, but you know, after hearing numerous things the, about that collection, the PS3 one is the patched. one to have. Yeah, the Xbox one is the one that's broken beyond, like, yeah. pretty much to unplayable uh, levels but i thought you know as i am and as i have this sort of habit of saying well i haven't got a silent hill game on ps2 so the one did you not have a silent hill game i've on never PS2? had a one and i never had silent hill on the ps1 and you should have asked recently. i think i ha- i'm i will check for you i may have a spare copy of silent hill 2 you can have well, I've already got that on Xbox. Yeah, no, but you can have it on PS2 3. as well. But yeah, so I've sort of been one of those game series I've been collecting a little of. So the only ones I don't have is Book of Memories for the Vita, which yeah. is getting more expensive yes, for annoyingly, re- yeah. reason. It's not a very good game either, which is the annoying thing about uh, that. I can't recall if there's any others I'm missing. I think that might be the only one. There. I do not have... I've tried to collect them all on the PS2. I have shattered memories on the PS2. Mm, uh, I do I have that on the Wii. You do have it on the Wii. I do not have Silent Hill Origins. That is the only the PSP game one, which is also available on, on the PS2. Two, yeah. I, on PSP. Um, I do not have. I believe it's also on Xbox. Origins. Origins. Oh, it? it might be uh, 360. I mean, not oh, yeah. regular. I've got Homecoming on 360 and Downpour on PS3. Yeah, I may. I may be incorrect with that. Downpour is a very good-looking game, by the way. I've never uh, played Downpour. I played that during the period where I remember I you. You've talked about it on this. Did I talk podcast. about it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but of course, it's not of the same studio who made the original ah, Silent but Hill games. One, two, and three are by the the same studio and by that guy who directed the Silent Hill games. Four was never even supposed to be a yeah, Silent Hill game. But the room is very freaky Yes, in a Silent Hill kind of way still. Yes. It's not like it's a totally different um, feeling. No. Maybe a very different sort of game, but yeah, the feeling-wise, it's... No, I know. Um I was actually looking the other day because I, I found a copy of Obscure 2 in uh, Germany. Yes, I and remember you posted It cost that. me a bugger all. It was like five euro in GameStop. Yeah. And I was like, cool, I'll have that. Um, I was actually looking then at my RetroCollect to see what survival horror games I didn't have. And there's actually more that I don't have than I thought. Tell me about that copy of Haunting Ground I got PS2 dirt cheap. Yeah, I know. I need to pick that up still. Yeah, like... Sealed copies of Haunting Ground from next to nothing. Well, that's that the thing. Point. This is what always happens, man. Like that generation, that's why I'm very sketchy about paying money for because it's so. Anytime I go on vacation, anytime we go anywhere, anytime I go to a flea market in most mm. other countries, 
just so much abundance of PS2 stuff compared to mm. like cartridges mm. that I'm like, I don't really want to pay like 40, 50 quid for a game because I know if I'm just patient, there's so much of it out there. I'm just going to run into it for cheap. But anyways, the same with Obscure. Like I was thinking yeah. about, should I buy Obscure 2 before it goes up in price? And some games one. get a reputation as being very rare and expensive, but yep. only in certain territories. Like we, we often see YouTube videos from people in America who yeah. talk about this game being particularly rare. Yeah. But then over in Europe, perhaps, yeah. you know, it's not actually... Fuck the price of Q1. Can you remember how many times we saw that game? Uh, like, not go- exactly, but I know Kuan is a I've rare seen one nowadays. Any time we used to go to Aarhus yeah. in Bog Central in yeah. one of the second-hand stores, they had like five copies of Kuan, really? and I didn't Never think to buy it, it because I've seen it a million times. Yeah, and now it's like it's a hundred quid game, and I'm just like, oh, I should have mm. bought it. Rule of Rose, I'm still kicking myself I didn't buy. Like, yeah. um, my ex was really into survival horrors. Still has my copy of Forbidden yeah. Siren One and Two, which I again don't have because of that. And she was like, oh, this game's been banned. And I was like, mm. I should probably pick up a copy of this. And all through uni, I was looking at copies of it slowly rising. And I was like, I should probably get a copy of this. Well, it's always the way, quid. isn't it? You always think that. I'm glad I got Yakuza 2 when I did. Oh, man. Tell me about it. You remember I had to like go out of my way to find a copy of Yakuza 2? Yeah. That's how it goes. But I mean, like, I'm just looking at prices on eBay, right, for Yakuza 2. Mm-hmm. And some of the PAL ones are about five, six, seven hundred kroner. So about... 70 80 pound but like the thing is when i think yakuza zero or kaiwami the first one came out they reprinted the u.s run of yakuza i did not know that um so you could if you actually type yakuza or yakuza 2 into ebay at the moment like there are factory sealed copies of yakuza because i can't it was one of the websites actually requested sony hey these games are really popular, this franchise is really popular and people want to play this, can we reprint this? Hmm. That they did, and it was the first PS2 game to be produced in a number of years. Man, they still could do that. There yeah, they, still apparently the they still have the to... capacity. Well, I mean, yeah. it's just a Blu-ray, right? Like, I mean, it's not well, even a Blu-ray, it's a DVD. So, yeah, I don't think it's that hard to do. But yeah, they just they made a, a new batch of these games, and so eBay's full of them now. It's actually oh. making me think, oh, maybe I should get those, because... Not much of a Yakuza fan, and I'm like, oh, there's oh. no difference in these, but maybe you play those games hey, at 60 hertz would be nice. In relation to Yakuza, the fifth and North Star, uh, Paradise Lost, yes. is it called? Yes, Lost called? Paradise. Lost, not Paradise Lost. Not Paradise Lost, there's <laughs> a book, Tom Parry. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, um, that's out now. It, it is. And Believe it or not, I've not picked it up yet. Because um, you have the Japanese version, I guess. I you have the Japanese version, which is. It's not as fresh or as shiny and new. I just, I'm not. Right, it's not that it's. I don't think it's as good as the other Yakuza games because it's a licensed version of that. The only reason I haven't picked it up, actually, was because I was waiting because we went to Germany last weekend. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to pick this up in Germany because mm-hmm. it'll be cheaper than Denmark. Yeah. Whatever, I got to Germany, it was more expensive than it was in Denmark. Yeah. And then I came back and our local game stop doesn't yeah. have it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. That is how it goes. So I'll... I'll get it eventually, I think. I'm not in any immediate rush. I thought it looked very impressive. I saw a few online reviews of the game, yeah. and I thought, well, if you're a Fist of North Star fan, yes. this is the best game. Yeah, for sure. Like It's a really good game. I hope to play, based just, on that franchise. It's just not as good as the rest of the Yakuza series. Mm. Maybe three. Maybe it's as uh, good as three. <laughs> it's yeah. a very low okay. bar. Okay. Uh, it looked great, though. It's not something I think I'm going to get anytime soon. Uh the game on my radar, of course, is Soul Calibur uh, Six. 
I've played the uh, what they called it the network. Test, yeah, I was going to ask you if you played of, that of the game. And I played about four matches in about I played about an hour and got about four matches in. A couple of rematches within that time. Yeah. I yeah I previously played it at EGX briefly, and was a little bit uh, taken aback by some of the new game mechanics, uh, most notably the slowing down mid-match to create more dramatic effect in a similar way as in Tekken 7 when yeah. you're going for that final you know hit yes uh, then the camera will well the speed of the game will slow down to give you that kind of moment who's going to win yeah, yeah. it's kind of does this mid-match now yeah um, occasionally it does make the game feel more dynamic and okay. exciting but why it was happening I wasn't sure yeah and after playing this network test I was still thinking hang on why is this happening? Because neither the EGX demo or the uh, network test really gives you an idea of what the new mechanics are. Okay. They're there, yeah. but they're never explained. So mm. I would have preferred some sort of explanation of some of these new things that they've added. That's fair. There's not a heck of a lot of new stuff. There does seem to be, again, a similar way to Tekken, uh, a move which uh, you can get when your health goes below a certain point yeah in addition to critical edge which was the thing that you could do when you build up enough power yes uh, they've made that simpler now by pressing uh, just one button as opposed to doing two quarter circles and then pressing the button to activate yeah. critical edge That's good. so yeah as um, my friend and fellow blast processor mike who was also at edx said in one of the videos we did uh for the website um it's more accessible yeah well i mean that's a uh, thing with fighting games now for sure right yeah. like but it still essentially plays like Soul Calibur. So okay. old school fans won't find this too far removed. Yeah. But they may just be a bit curious about some of these new additions to the gameplay, which don't mm, immediately make much sense. No. <laughs> or are immediately, uh, yeah, uh, decipherable. Okay. I guess is the word I was looking for. Interesting. Otherwise, it looks great. And... Is it Geralt or Geralt? Geralt. Geralt. There you go. Got it wrong twice. <laughs> <laughs> I probably meant to made that mistake before. But uh, yeah, he fits right in there. I think, did I say, did I mention anything about this? He plays like Raphael, I thought. Yeah, you said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a little bit of like Raphael with, with magic. Yes. Uh, so he is quite fast, mm -hmm. uh, which you you weren't it's thinking he was going to be really one of the faster Yeah, I thought he would have been like a hard hitter, but slow, you know, kind of like Nightmare or something. Yeah, not like Nightmare one bit. Okay. Uh, Siegfried's got Scarf. I learnt this in Network Test. Cool. He wasn't... Well, I didn't get to play as him with EGX. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to give it a go, but it might be a while yet yeah. until I okay. get to try that one. That's that's fair. I was actually, to be honest with you, I'd, I was listening to some other podcasts, uh, particularly Giant Bomb earlier, and they were talking about how they were, they'd been invited to play Dead or Alive 6. Oh. And that actually got me very excited, thinking Dead or Alive 6 was out relatively soon and we'd be no, able to play that. Not until February. And yeah. I'm like, ah! Yeah, but that's another one to look forward to. I might actually just bite the bullet and pick up Dead or Alive 5 last round because I'd be meaning to play that for a while anyway. Yeah, I quite like that game. fine game. Fine game indeed. Yeah. I think that made some nice improvements over the previous versions. Also, the local library Alive has Gundam Versus, which I'd like to play with you as yeah, well. Yeah, that does not seem like a traditional fighting game from what I've seen. Though. No. That's probably the reason why I haven't been as more as interested in that as some of the others. Oh, well, Tom Parry, as you've already said, we have this service here. We'll give it a go. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, something that was quite exciting that I got recently, uh, not a game, but um, a clone console, 
the uh, Super Retron HD. Oh, really? You got a Super Retron, did you? Yeah, this is oh, a, just okay. a Super Nintendo yes. uh, variant. It's not got all the other functionality. Uh, but from the research that I did, it seemed to be the most affordable Super Nintendo clone. Yeah. I did at one point consider the an- Super Analog NT. Yeah. Is it? Uh, which is the high-end yeah. one that costs hundreds, but when you factor in, you know, possible import tax and and things like yeah, that. Yeah, but you realise you can buy. There's a European version of the uh, the Super Analog NT mm. that's in a plastic shell that is only about sixty, seventy euro. No. Yeah, they they made a. The analog NT, uh, as it is, like the the crazy, like, hey, this is a steel case. Well, no, that was the super was for, for the NES. For the NES, yeah. Yeah. And then the super analog NT, they ditched the the case. Yeah, they the, have. They're and they, plastic it, shells I think they're now. all plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they there is an affordable version of that. I'm sure there is. Um, I didn't or maybe know. I've just because because what I purchased the super retron HD, trying to remember. Yes. Uh, was uh, it's a nice uh, compact unit in similar in design to the uh, American. It's like a mix of the uh, American console and the uh, European one. Uh, feels like good build quality. The controls that come with it, they're pretty good, but when you're trying to be uh, very accurate with your uh, movements, it, it's not so good because the D-pad's a bit mushy. Oh, okay. But otherwise, they're not bad. I won't say they're bad, and they are quite comfortable to hold. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, of course, you can plug in your Super Nintendo controllers yeah, as normal. Uh, when you're actually playing the games on a HD TV, I'd say what it's doing there is it's some sort of hardware emulation. I think I don't think it's software. It's it is, hardware. Uh, yeah, hardware. Um, works very well, and I really tried to make sure before getting it there wasn't some horrible thing about how it emulates. Yeah, like the the colours being off or some sort of blurring or something. And people did actually pick up on some sort of blurring uh, when you move in-game. Right. It wasn't apparent to me playing on a HDTV at all. So those who've seen maybe some YouTube videos where they can see freeze frames where there's a blur, when you're actually playing the game, it's not not apparent. There is a very slight jitter. It sort of feels like a resolution issue. Um, And it's... Yeah, just very slightly, you feel like it's not all mm, still. Yeah. Uh, it's a little jitter. But it, that again, when you're playing a game, it's not really any into it. You don't really yeah. notice it. So the what amazed me about it was the colours are spot on. Mm-hmm. The whites are white instead of that sort of grey colour yeah. you often get with emulation. Sound also... Uh, I could not notice anything different about that. Okay. No, apart from it not being as maybe as loud. I, I think the Super Nintendo has quite loud sound normally. I hear it can be an issue when you have carts that have dedicated sound chips in them. Okay. There are some like later games where people were trying to ring more out, like a Mega Man X and stuff okay. would probably also be an issue on there it because it's using a chip. Explain why some maybe cartridges don't sound yeah. as good as others. But I was able to plug in the, the hi-fi and get it through the big speakers and I have to say even though Worms isn't a game with a lot of sound yeah. it did sound very good especially on even some big speakers Okay, so no issues there so I'd say anybody who wants a way to play Super Nintendo games who's fed up with having <laughs> faulty Super Nintendos is unfortunately I've been unlucky enough to have this, yes. this experience uh, then this is a very good option plays okay. PAL and NTSC what I will say uh, is if you want to play this on a analog television, a CRT yeah. TV, 
the picture you're getting out of it is isn't as you would expect from a regular Super Nintendo on Yeah, because on it, it's hardware emulation. It's also the console itself is made to be played the, on HDTVs. The console is made to be played on HDTVs. And therefore, you know, it, it tries to... You know, it doesn't have to worry about the refresh rates and stuff yeah. that the Super Nintendo's the, working the, on. The colours are a bit wrong. Yeah. They're a bit muted in a lot of games. Also, the general visual clarity of it is is not what you'd expect. Yeah. So don't get this just to play on a, a CRT. No, exactly. Uh, but this does enable me to play in HGTV and lets me play those uh, very specific PAL games, which will not run on a Japanese or American no. system. So I think it was a good purchase. How much did you pay for it? Uh, 65 Okay, yeah, I just looked and the, yeah. the analog and super analog is like $180 or something like that. Yeah, and then shipping. Yeah, I, and then there are some available taxes. in Europe where they are cheaper, I think, with more about 120 quid. on eBay, but people do sort of factor in, hang on, if you get this another way, you still have to pay more, so I'm going to try and make yeah, that money, exactly. same sort of money. But I have you. seen people just like, legitimately list them and they i saw someone i was in paris actually and they mm. weren't that expensive mm. so there well, are options i think but yeah I, you're I still paying twice for, as much as what you paid for, for your regular kind of guy who likes playing video games who isn't some sort of techno file well someone who isn't say gonna pay 300 quid for a thing to upscale his yeah. game by game i love video games but often when people start getting into the nitty-gritty of uh, visual performance and yeah. stuff <laughs> just goes it's not noticeable i mean don't get me wrong yeah, i like... i have been fine for the last four years <laughs> playing like game by games through a game by player with no upscaler however you do is, notice it with an it upscaler very I mean. hard to disagree that the quality of the game boil yeah. videos i've been able to do has gone through the roof since yeah. having one but i think in that case that's a bit more extreme yes in, uh, as opposed to this super retro hd versus the analog uh whatever super analog yeah. game i mean like the only the only way i could have possibly done this cheaper was get a modded uh gamecube mm. with a hdmi out and hope that the upscalers software because i I'm also doing loads of crazy shit. Like, if I was just running the the Game Boy player itself through the Frame Meister I have, the picture quality would not be as high as it is. I'm I'm soft booting an operating system called Swift uh, Swiss to to launch it a different emulator for the Game Boy player with ultra low oh, latency so the this. frame the frame rate is exactly the same as on the original Game Boy. Mm. And it is exhausting. I wish it was an easier solution. I think but with what you can do with the Super Retro H D is yeah. plug in a Super Game Boy and the the quality doesn't work. It's pretty good. Doesn't work. What doesn't work? Uh it doesn't work. The Super Game Boy. It does on mine. My Super Retro H D does it really? Yes, my Super Game Boy works uh, with everything I've thrown at it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like that, that would be maybe another option, but I think still, I think probably what you've got oh, is, is more pure in terms of the sound isn't as good. Yeah. Uh, again, um, and you do notice it a little bit more on the Super Game Boy. Yes. It's not as loud as it maybe should be, but just playing the games, play Tetris DX on it a fair bit. Just absolutely fine. That's fair. I play Star Fox as well. I'll just point out. Yeah. Uh, for those who are interested, if it just handles handles the um, effect super effects chip, yeah. Star Fox plays 
perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. But the most fun playing Star Fox on this particular Super Nintendo, for yeah. whatever reason. Maybe just because I got into it. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Have you viewed people on other podcasts? Oh, Star Wing. Go back Sorry. and try and play Star Wing. I wasn't <laughs> going to correct you. Yeah. Um, and uh, they just fucking hate it. They're like, this. I can't believe I used to love this game. It looks terrible. It plays bad. I'm like, no. I really love Star Fox. N- no, I can't it's. Help it. um, I think it just takes a while to adjust back to it. Yeah, um, Star Wing for me is a very good game. Yeah, I Star can't Wing help is. It. And I like that second uh, stage in the asteroid yeah. feel, which is you're in the cockpit, yes. aren't you? So that's yeah. nice how that changes things up. Um, everything plays very well. You have to think for how advanced that game yeah. was at the time and for how well it actually does play. It's pretty uh, solid. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I've been enjoying I'd rather it. play Lilith Wars. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. <laughs> Yeah. I'm actually curious to see. I was about to say, like I've I've enjoyed. I play I played through Starwing a couple of times while we were watching a uh, good friend Mateo's house because he has one of the the mini Super Nintendos. I also have one. I'm just not unboxed the bloody thing. Um, and I I played through it a couple of times and I played a bit of Star Fox too. I didn't beat it because we had to go and I was like, oh, I'm at the end. I should just say, but I was like, no, I'll do it another time. And. I'm very curious to see if they do an N64 version of the, there's the mini. There's been rumblings. But have you heard there's while. been rumblings about a, a Game Boy? I know, I've not heard this. Uh, so Nintendo patented in the last week. Admittedly, you've been here, so you probably haven't been this cl- plugged into the internet as no, I have been. I <laughs> um, there's a Nintendo have patented a case. Essentially, like you, you plug your phone into the bottom of it and then it plug, wraps around the case. Um, but it folds over like a flip case mm. and then the front of it looks like a Game Boy and it's got a D-pad and two buttons and a start and select. So similar to what uh, Hyperkin did. Yes, with, uh, however, Hyperkin's uh, is a big clunky device. This yeah. thing uses um, uh, passive conduction. Uh-huh. So like it's it's going to map the the controls on the screen virtually and then you put this case over and then you'll be able to play with a regular Game Boy as if your phone was a Game Boy. It's probably mean they're going to sell you ROMs also. But I'm, I'm fine with that. That sounds really cool. Yeah, so mm, they're not going to put Game Boy games on the Switch. They're going to probably them put on them on the, phone. on the phone. I mean, this is not the first time the this Nintendo's oh, patented I, stuff. But I did hear something about uh, Android game compatibility. Yes. Uh, Nintendo had you know, uh, begun something, talks or written yes. something somewhere that would imply that maybe Android games would appear on the Switch or they'd have something to do with uh, Android or iOS. Or they're, well, they're actually, they're more on with uh, Apple, aren't they? They, they, they are, are with, on uh, with Apple because I think they're afraid of piracy and I think that's the yeah. the thing now is that they're starting to embrace Android because there's not that many updates on Android things for the, the games yes, they're releasing. Yes, and at least... Uh, it won't get to a point where if you've got an older phone that you won't be able to play the games anymore. Well, I mean, like... Because yeah. my phone, as it is, an iPhone 4, there's a lot of things I, I can't do on it. Well, there's loads of stuff I couldn't do on my 6. Like, yeah. I, I just got an 8 through work as an upgrade because my phone was dying. Yeah. And I when Fortnite came out, I was like, oh, I'll give a go- Fortnite and go on the phone so I could talk about it on the podcast, see what it is. I couldn't play it. It was like, you know, your phone's not good enough. So it goes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But I, I'm actually really, really curious to play that bloody RPG that Nintendo has worked on for phones, like their latest one. Um, I don't know what that is. I, I, honestly, I don't even know the name of it because it isn't out in Europe, which is really, really annoying. Oh, yeah. um, 
but it, it's like a it's traditional RPG with like gacha mechanics, and you can also raid in it. I can't. It's called like Nistia or something like that. I can't remember the name. Isn't out yet clearly because mm. I'm searching for Nintendo and it hasn't popped up as the the number one thing you can see. So yeah, I hope for that that eventually comes out and I can give it a go. But yeah. till then, oh well. Let's get Snatcher on something. That'd and be that's nice. Kind of unrelated. To what that we're would be about, nice. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, as you talk about all these devices reappearing to play old games, there's some um, classic Sega stuff that if the Sega Mega Drive classic, yeah. is, which is apparently now being handled in-house by Sega, yes, and moved from uh, the company you were... Well, because it's been junk, right? With that... What were they called? At Games. Yeah, right, yeah, it's not been very good. Yeah, they've not been great. So now Sega realise that they have to create a quality product to compete with Nintendo. Well, I mean... Yeah, <laughs> I don't even think it's to compete with Nintendo though. I just think it's because people have a certain expectation based yeah, of on course that Nintendo. But you've, console you've got, now. you can't have them playing second fiddle to Nintendo when you know the games themselves still hold up. Uh, so if that's successful, yeah, then maybe we'll see some sort of Mega CD compatibility. Yeah, maybe we'll see that even in that if they release that Mega Drive Mini. With Snapchat or stuff. with yeah, some, be... um, Sonic CD on it. I mean, they would be clever, wouldn't they, if they were like, hey, we're going to put this rare game on you. But yeah. then they'd have to license that through Konami, and maybe that wouldn't happen. But Konami have seemed quite open, haven't they, to having Nintendo license true. some of their games. Is that correct? Are there any Konami I, games on the... I'm not sure if there's any on Contra? the... Contra? Contra is. Contra might be, yeah, yeah. You may, I think you're right. So, yeah, that that could work out pretty well. There's quite a lot of Sega games like um, Knuckles Chaotix as well, which you can't not play on the original hardware. Only you could emulate yeah. it, of course, but it needs to be a more accessible way of uh, of doing that. So yeah. I'll, I'll be interested what Sega do pull out. Uh, they've got their Sega uh, Ages range now on the Switch. I they downloaded do. Sonic the Hedgehog for it. Which actually does some new things, and no surprise, I downloaded Sonic. But uh, I, was, I was not, I was not about to make a snarky it, comment. I tell you, it's got this sort of um, ring chain thing, so you could, it's another sort of high score that yeah, you can follow. Yeah, oh, you did say you yeah. said in the last podcast. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's a nice addition. So I'm repeating myself now. You it's are. Been ages since it's we've done okay, a, <laughs> Tom. Don't done a worry. podcast. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I've picked up uh, recently. I played Minute. Finally, minute. Yeah, yeah uh, do you hear about this game? Mm, Essentially, no. it's it's done like a one bit. It kind of it has a similar graphic aesthetic to Downwell. If you can imagine yeah. Downwell applied uh, to the Legend of Zelda, so it's everything's black and white. Oh, yeah. Um, and essentially, the the crux of Minute is you have a Zelda style open world. There are things you can do in it. However, you only have a minute at a time. So you need to like go that between goals in a minute. Half second hero. Yes. That a similar yes, there's a similar set. thing. But a minute does it in like okay, <laughs> you can you can go from point A to B to C in a minute. And oh, then it's you a can half minute hero, wasn't it? Half minute hero. Not yeah. half second. No, sorry. it's half minute. Um, but you can go into like uh, houses and save, and you go back and forth. Mm. Um, Sounds pretty uh, intense. It, Maybe. No, it's not no. as intense as you'd think. And to be honest with you, it was quite short. I was a mm. bit disappointed in the length of it. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff I didn't do. Like, there seemed to be some fetch quest stuff and optional, like, hearts and things you could get. 
Um, I just, I don't, I didn't need to do that stuff, and I beat the game by accident, and I thought, oh, okay, this is the first boss, and no, it turns out that was the end boss, and then the credits rolled, and I was like, oh, I just paid like eight quid for this game that I, I beat in an hour. Interesting. Okay. Don't know how I feel about that. Oh, well. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of games in that price range on the Switch, mm. and I know it's a, a debate of, well, does length necessarily mean quality? But I was like, well, I, c- I could have done with another couple of hours of this game. I was quite enjoying it, and then I felt a bit robbed because of that. Yeah. But, you know, it's all right. Like, I'm sure it'll come on PlayStation Plus or something yeah. at some point, and you'll be able to pick it up. I've been tempted by Mega Man 11. You are a Mega I Man fan. I have been. The curious thing about Mega Man 11 is I've seen physical copies for the Xbox One and for the PlayStation 4. But not Switch. Not Switch. Oh. And right. I'm not sure if they exist. I thought they did. I, keep, I thought I'd seen one. I keep meaning to look them up, and then I haven't seen them. Because there is an Amiibo. Mega oh, Man yeah, 11 there is. Amiibo. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to order that I think, there, I think there is one. Uh, but yeah, I only mention that because I know you are a fan of Mega Man, and you, you were the person I who encouraged me to give some time I played to Mega the, Man. I played the demo. I quite liked the demo. I was like, yeah, I'll pick this I, up. I, I and like then the it came out, and I was like, I should buy a physical copy of this. Why wouldn't I buy a physical copy? And like I said, I went down to my local GameStop. And you didn't see one. I did not see one. And then I Maybe thought, they didn't come out in the UK or, or Europe. This is a weird thing, right? Is that I've noticed, actually, that there... Yeah, there is a, definitely a copy for Switch. The American. American, yeah. yeah. I thought so. That's what I keep finding. Hmm. Interesting. Also, the Legacy Collection came out in Japan. Uh, both of them, Mega Man X and uh, Mega Man uh, Legacy Collection, mm. and they are all on uh, Switch cartridges. You don't have to faff around with download codes or whatever. So I'm waiting until we go to Japan next year to get those again. Yeah. Yeah. It's it didn't come out in um, yeah from those things it didn't come out in Europe. Just the the fucking PlayStation and Xbox One versions. And yeah. I want the Switch one. Yeah. Oh, so hard. So hard, isn't it? To, so bu- to <laughs> be able to buy games from anywhere in the world. How are you feeling about Red Dead? Are you interested? I'm it's on the horizon. It's going to be a big game. I've not bought any of the games this month. I was really tempted by Assassin's Creed. And I was like, no, I'm oh, going Odyssey. Red Dead. Yeah. yeah, I think... I don't know. I haven't read much about Odyssey. But I feel like Red Dead is really going to break some new ground. I I've heard, I expect it to. I've heard a few podcasts where people have played the first five hours of that game and they've gone, man, this game is fucking incredible. Yeah, because of the first one was. Oh, and I'm still... I know. On I know. Levels, I know. So, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, honestly, I, I, I'm... I'm pretty much clearing my schedule for red dead which is annoying because we're also moving mm. and someone was telling me it's like oh yeah but imagine you you move and you move in and red dead's and then your first you game you could just sit down and play red dead and i was like well, no, you got no because i need to, to unpack and sort my house out you, you lunatic sort your, sort your life out yeah it exactly. can't all go and hold for uh no red just dead for red it. dead unfortunately but that's how it goes i'm so, really looking forward to that and then like Fucking Pokemon's out oh. like a month later. So by the time I actually manage to settle that in, that'll be out. I brought Swi- the Switch to the Oh, really? <laughs> to ah, because I thought that would be fun. Although I'm going to have to find the best price on that because I know games can be a bit pricey. I here. would say that you will probably be able to get Pokemon most places. I think that will be one that will yeah, be but in Bilka. It, it will still be... It'll be in Bilka. It'll be reasonably priced. You'll be okay. I hope so. Pokemon will be fine. Like any other Switch game... I've noticed, hmm. 
and this is a weird thing, is there seems to be some games, because I think there, honestly, I think there's so much stuff coming out for the Switch mm. that every shop I go to, be it in the UK, be it in Germany, be it in Denmark or whatever, mm. has a different selection of Switch games. Mm, that's interesting. And it, it's kind of nice in some respects. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't, it reminds me of like when you used to buy games in the early 2000s and you'd go to a shop and you wouldn't really know what they were going to have. Yeah. But it's also infinitely frustrating There's that so I many know games. that like um, Roku's Island Adventures on the Switch and Shantae's on the Switch, a physical copy. And I was you like, oh, great. I'm going to go Wii get U it. And, and I can't just, fucking yeah. find them anywhere. Yeah, it's maddening in some respects. But, but you know, I get, I got this recently actually about the Wii U. Um, I chatting with uh, Brian, Brian King, yeah. you know, and, and Lauren the other day. And uh, they did not know what a Wii U was. Yeah, no one... They thought it was an addition to the Wii. Yeah, and I, I know a lot of people. And actually hearing it directly from someone, because I think we've talked about this before, yeah. people didn't understand what it was. Yeah. But, you know, I actually hearing it was like... I, I oh, heard exactly Nintendo, the same thing Nintendo. from... I can't remember. Someone, someone at work was telling me that they'd got their kid a Switch. And I was like, oh, great, da 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 And he goes, yeah, he goes, you know, he goes, it's been so long since we got something from Nintendo. He was like, the last console we got, like, we bought the Wii day one, da 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 And I mean, they haven't released a new console for the last, like, eight, nine years. I was like, no, man, they released the Wii U in my head. And I was like, no, people genuinely didn't understand. No, didn't know the Wii U existed. And that's insane. what it was. Yeah. That it was different hardware. Yeah. Wow. Nintendo really... Yeah, they really the dropped the ball on that one, but there we go. But I did see the logic when they first announced it. I saw that okay, so this is the Wii, the version of the Wii for you. It's sort of like yeah. all you people who didn't recognize the original Wii as a gaming console. This will, you know, get the Pro Controller. Then this will be just like your Xbox I or al- PlayStation. I also think the the thing with the Wii U is. They were very afraid, probably, to let go of, of the, brand. the Wii brand because yeah, it, it has sold it so many consoles. Yeah, and they thought they could do a Super Nintendo thing with it. And to be honest, if they were to call it like Super Wii or like yeah, something you know, that actually made it sound better than the original Wii. Yeah, then it would have been probably all right. But I mean, Hyper Wii, Wii Two. I mean, so Wii Two <laughs> would have done <laughs> it. You know what I they mean? They didn't want it. Well, no way we're copying Sony. No, no, we can't. No, but they do could that. have done T O O, like us together playing, like we too love we too. this. Yeah. yeah, they could have done that. Yeah, but we you. Mm. I think someone misheard something at Nintendo. Oh, we're gonna call our new uh, console we too. We you. Okay, we'll stick it on the box. We'll ship it. I mean, their messaging around why they did that, and like you say, is this idea of hey, you know, this is the tablet you can play it in the living room, you can do all this and. I just also think if the like, Wii, it was more like if the Wii wasn't for you, yes, then this, then this is, is for you. But because it, it lets you play in yeah. more traditional games, it's also that idea of them doing all of this testing and say it's very interesting, right? Reading, uh, you saw the video I did on Solar Striker, right? Mm. Um, Gumpy Akoi uh, famously said that. Uh, the reason he thinks the Game Boy was a success uh, was actually something he didn't want, but you can check out my video on Solar Striker for more on this. But he said like the reason it was a success was because we we went out to developers first, we listened to them, we made all these like hardware guides and all these things. Mm. And I like in my head, it was like, wow, okay, you get why this was a success. They did the same thing with the Super Nintendo, 
And I don't think they've ever done that since. No. Cause so every time, like I, I know people in the games industry who have developed for Nintendo consoles for the Wii and stuff yeah. in the past, and I, I've read a lot of interviews with people, especially the stuff that was going around about the Wii U at the time of its death. And there's just loads of articles that are just like, hey, they focus tested this console to death, and they didn't build nice architecture, and it was something they were forced to do with the Switch. Yeah. The same thing that uh, Sony was forced to do with the PS4, and you've mm. heard talks about them after the PS3 being really hard to develop for, going yeah. out and saying to people, what do you want? Yeah. And that's why the development of these three consoles now is pretty ubiquitous, because yeah. they're all based on the same kind of uh, programming languages, yeah. from what I understand. Yeah. And it's just like, why the fuck didn't no one think to do that before? <laughs> like, why would you make it difficult for people to make things for your system? And it's, of course, Nintendo then understands it because then they're the people who programmed it. And that's why Nintendo games have always been better because they understand their hardware better than anyone else because they fucking made it. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like they didn't feel that they needed third party support no. on the Wii U. It's we like, don't oh need God, them. how blind can you be? I think for any console to be a success, you've got to have as many games from as many different uh, developers on there as possible. Yeah, All sure. the franchises need to be represented. Th- it proves Nintendo they can't just manage on their own by yeah. producing their own games. I think it's hubris, right? And I, I also think, looking at the console now, it's been a very slow year for first-party Nintendo games that mm. I want. Like, yeah, sure, they released uh, Mario Tennis. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, they released Mario Party recently, which I oh I've played. I played around a Mario Party. Yeah, it's another Mario Party game. Yeah, a um, lot of the uh, reviews I've heard have been yeah, it's Mario Party. Uh, if you don't like Mario Party, then you probably aren't going to love this. But uh, we had fun playing it. We yeah. played uh, we played one round of it. Um, honestly, I can't really tell you anything that really stood out for me other than now you can land on squares where you get buddies, and then buddies have certain dice. And so I you will get additional dice rolls. So right. you will roll your yeah. dice. It's kind of a fun thing. It's you know, like they when you pressed A, they would jump yeah. up and punch the block yeah. with the dice. Yeah. Now you can do that with your fist. Oh yeah. You can also high five. I'm sure it's great. You know, it's another Mario Party. It's solid. Uh, maybe it's uh, moved away from some of those mechanics that people didn't like about the last yes. couple of Mario parties. Especially like that, hey, we're all going to ride round in yes, the cart. Yes, I think that's the big thing that people didn't like. But then that was Nintendo's attempt to make speed the game up, wasn't yes. it? But yeah, people didn't like that. No. <laughs> so yeah, that's the, the crux of it. It was all right. But I mean, other than that, like, there's been nothing that big. Like the Splatoon DLC came out, which I still haven't played, mm. which I'm curious to play. Mm. Um, what? There's nothing coming out over Christmas, right? There's nothing big on the horizon. Starlink has Star Fox. Oh yeah, shit! That's coming out next week. I pre-ordered <laughs> that game. That's going to be fun. Um, but that's out on but everything. Not a Nintendo oh, game. Man, I can't wait to get that. Oh, Tom Parry little spaceships. So close with Ubisoft now, don't they? So they do. Yeah, I mean, um, with Mario and Rabbids and whatnot. So. Yeah. So it's going to feel pretty Nintendo-y, uh, I imagine. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if it's going to develop with them. I mean, it's coming out on other platforms. Like yeah. The Star Fox yeah. stuff is just for that. So let's see. That is just the ability to play through the uh, game with Star Fox. Or is it like there's a Star Fox game within Starlink? I'm not 100% on that. I don't really know. Yeah. I To be honest with you, I was, I was going to buy it anyway, as we talked yeah. about previously in this podcast, when they announced it on the PlayStation. I was like... Mm. Oh my god, it's a Toys to Life game with spaceships. I love spaceships. I have an affinity for Toys to Life game. Not in the least because I bloody worked on one at one point. But it's like, oh man, 
spaceships and toys yeah. to life. What, I'm all over this. What a shame, actually, that Star Fox Zero wasn't more popular because that was an attempt by <laughs> Nintendo to make a big Star Fox game that existed on the merit of the Star Fox brand as yes. opposed to being pushed into something like we had Star Fox uh, Adventures. Well, I mean, the Star Fox called? Adventures. Then you and have, then we have the, the the one on the PS, on the GameCube. Uh, what's it called? Assault. Salt. But Assault, I guess, was another... Yeah, but it, it wasn't really game. like as you could run around as Fox McCloud yeah, on but then foot was, I'm stuff. thinking more like Star Fox Command. And Star Fox Command also came out, and then I mean like Star Fox Guard came with yeah, Zero is, as well. You just sort of like, oh, Star Fox is the one we can kind of just experiment with. Yeah, rather I, than, wow, where's the next big Star Fox game? I think and I Now think they've done it again, re- Raiders, it's kind yeah. of snuck it into Starlink. I mean, I think for them, it was just like, hey, we're making a game of spaceships, and Nintendo was like, yeah, cool. Using our we got some spaceships. Yeah, we got some and spaceships. And then when, when Rare will make a dinosaur planet, we're making a game with animals. Nintendo says, hey, hey we got we've got animals. animals. Yeah. You want to put our animals in? Animal Crossing oh, Adventures. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't wait for that new Animal Crossing. That's out next year. Oh, yeah. Um, little details on that. The though. new Yoshi games are out until next year either, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I. I mean, Kirby came out this year. Um, What's the big Nintendo Christmas game? Is it Starlink? And Pokemon's probably. Pokemon the, is the big Christmas game. For Switch, even though for it's Switch. not developed by Nintendo. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Mario Party. Ma- it's 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 Mario Party. It's Pokemon. It's Starlink. It's That's the like the, it's the uh, weird filler stuff. games. You know what I mean? It's the games that usually come out between mm. a big. Like Nintendo release mm. at the moment. Well, they got Metroid. St- I guess Metroid's still waiting in the wings. To not e- they've not even shown anything in Metroid though. That might be Nintendo. Apparently it? though, certain looks of things. Mario Party sold really well because apparently Joy Cons sold out was oh. the thing I heard everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, they re-released Tropical Freeze. Like they re-released Pokemon DX Tournament. Yeah. Um, They've re-released a lot of stuff. Toast Treasure Tracker. Smash Brothers <laughs> is also coming out. We are forgetting because we oh. don't care about oh, Smash yeah, Brothers. Always um, they re- that's released the big one, but that's Treasure the... Tracker yeah. as well, Captain Toad. Then again, I guess you could argue that uh, Smash Brothers is, you know, as it was on the Wii U, just with more. But actually, the amount, the more that we talk about is quite a lot. Yeah. So... Man, I actually I totally forgot Starlink would be arriving next week. That's awesome. Like, yeah, exclusive add-on Star Fox content with yeah. Fox McCloud and Starwing. I was uh, playing Mario Kart Eight the other night with uh, Gareth, and uh, Gareth was saying to me, "When do you think Nintendo's going to do the next Mario Kart?" And I thought, "Not for a while. They don't really need to." Yeah. I guess. Um, but I love seeing you Mario Kart. Hey, uh, Sonic is coming out. Sonic Team, Team Sonic Racing will be out this Christmas. Yeah, that I will mean, probably be quite successful on the Switch, particularly. They've done Labo. I, I mean, uh, Dark Souls Remastered is finally getting a re-release in a week or two. Yeah. Uh, Sid Meier's Civilization Six is coming out. Uh, I can also see that uh, obviously Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe is getting released oh, in January. Yeah. Which is not that great a Mario game to begin <laughs> with. No, it's not bad, but. That's the one I thought, hey, they, they won't bother with that. Yeah. Oh, they're just milking those Wii U games. I mean, the f- the new Fire Emblem was delayed, so maybe that was for this year as well, but that's not coming out. Do you think Star Fox Zero is going to appear on a Switch at some point? I kind of hope not. I don't think it's that good. But <laughs> if they re-engineer it... 
If they, fi- I think that game is a lot better it. than people give it credit for. As I've always said on this podcast, they, we're going to look back on Star Fox Zero oh. and think, "Wow, what an innovative, well-made game that I, actually was." I think you're wrong. I really no. I, I think it's going to happen. Hey Tom, um, don't worry about it though, because Bandai Namco Entertainment on the 26th of October has has got the killer app for Christmas. It's uh, Paw Patrol on a roll. <laughs> on a roll, exactly. Mm, tasty. On a red roll. <laughs> Uh, there, yeah, Dragon Ball Z Fighters or Dragon Ball Fighters came out for the Switch. Yeah, I mean, like, let's be honest, it's, it's let's go Pokemon Eevee and yeah. thingy that are going to be the big Christmas games. <gasps> Astrogonoblix XL, what? Oh, they're re-releasing it. XXL 2? No, they made a new one. No, there is two. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that the PlayStation game? Yeah, oh. I think they're both on PlayStation. PlayStation 2, yeah, yeah. shit. No, the first XXL, I think, is on the Game Boy Advance as well. They made a boot. I've of got it. the second. You yeah. should remember that on the uh, PS2. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's why I was just yeah, on the yeah. PS2. Yeah. Because oh, well, like... that was the one that had all the video game cameos in it. Yes, it yeah. did. So Sonic and Mario yeah. and Pac-Man. And, yeah. yeah. Nickelodeon's Kart Racers is coming out, so mm. you don't need that new. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't look good. Nero, Nothing Ever Remains Obscure is coming out. Don't know that one. Um, it looked quite pretty. We're very f- switch centric, aren't we today? I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess we are. But let let's see how it is. They're releasing a Toki collection as well. Mm. There's just so much that's coming out on Switch, really. Wow. You know, maybe there's not all them heavy hitters, but there's so many games that maybe. Oh man, they're even releasing um, uh, Taiko no. Tatsuji, uh, the the drum game, oh, right. is We're getting get a Western that. release. Oh my God! I need to tell our one of our colleagues, Diego, is is in love with that series. All oh, right, okay. Shit the bed. I may actually buy that. It's quite a fun game, even though I got no rhythm. Next, we're going to be seeing um, Atari games on the Switch, aren't we? Like <laughs> that would be nice because <laughs> they do the flashback collections for the uh, PS4 and. Uh... Man, there's so many games coming out for the for the Switch. Like, none of them I actually really want to play. It's turning into a new DS, isn't it? Yeah, seems that way. I mean, yeah, not the new 3DS, but... You know well, I mean, Nintendo's handheld consoles have genuinely had floods of release for, the f- for them, you know? Yeah, like, I guess the, the, the Wii U and the N64, maybe the GameCube to an extent, yeah, were examples of Nintendo consoles that didn't have as many games as some of the others. No. Whereas the Wii, <laughs> even if it was a bad idea to port a, a, a game to the Wii, they did it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean, like, they've got RPG Maker. They've also got Monster Hunter Double X, which is a, a weird thing for me because that's the, the 3DS version of Monster Hunter hmm. that they've then ported to the Switch for Japan. And then everyone in the West got Monster Hunter World and it blew up here. And they were like, oh shit, maybe we uh, should translate this because it'll make so money. So are we getting the online uh, Dragon Quest for Switch or not? Uh, if it comes out here, I will. Yeah. Yeah, if it comes out, do you think we're getting it? That's the, that's the question. I do not know. Yeah. Um, I'm st- To be honest with you, I'm still kind of want Dragon... The reason I haven't bought Dragon Quest uh, 11, is it? Yeah, 11, 10 is the online one. Yeah, it's because is it it's coming 10? out. Yeah. It's oh. because it's supposed to come out on the Switch. Mm. Dragon Quest Eleven is uh, at some point, and there was an interview with uh, the guy who makes the Dragon Quest games. I've forgotten the dude's name. Not uh, Kira Toyama, who obviously does the art. The guy who develops the games. I'm not sure. And they'd apparently he said, "Yeah, it's coming to Switch." In an interview, like casually once, 
And then uh, they asked him in like a follow-up thing at Tokyo Game Show last year. And he was like, yeah, apparently I got in trouble for saying it's coming to Switch. So I can't confirm or deny if it is. Uh, it's up for men in suits in a boardroom to decide or something like that was his answer. Right. So it is coming for Switch. It's just like <laughs> Sony wanted it to appear exclusive, I think, for the PlayStation. Mm. And now they've announced, like, they announced it a couple of uh, weeks back. That Yes, it is actually coming to Switch, but they've given no but further the dates. Xbox. It's also on the 3DS, I think, in Japan. So, you know, there's there's things. I guess you're not interested in Forza 4, are you? Um, Forza Horizon 4. No, I know what you mean. Because um, it's in the UK this time. Yeah, it is. It's, it's going to be pretty big for Microsoft. It's a game you can play on that Game Pass, too. So yeah. if you wanted to try it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm okay. I'm all right. No. I, it, look, it, it sounded fun from what I heard about it, but I, you know me. I don't really like racing games. No, no. Fair I've enough. been playing a Halloween-themed one for Biographic, though, that I'll show you later, because it's not very good. Um, but other than that, no, I'm not really into racing games. I'm just looking, there's just more and more Switch games. More and more I scroll down. There's well, just like, we'll, yeah, I think there's plenty this Christmas to keep us amused. Yes, NK 40th Anniversary Collection. Oh, so yeah, that's, I'll probably uh, pick up. that's a thing. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about on a Game of the Year episode. <laughs> Oh, will we? What the hell is Moonlighter? That looks good. That looks like Bastion from the back. Oh my god, that actually looks like Bastion from the game. Ooh, interesting. Ooh, I also want to pick up that um, Dragon Cafe game that I can't remember the not. name of. There's too many games. There too are many games. too many games. Okay, right. Let's end this podcast. I'm overloaded with games. So many games. What yeah. games are you most excited about? Uh, Let us know. Soon? What, what would you like to get for Christmas, ideally? Or what you might spend some money on you get for Christmas? If you were to be a greedy Pikachu in a library full of games, yeah. what, what would you... What would you, what would you ten forage? games would you nab yeah. if money was no option? Yeah. Okay, right. Let's wrap it up then, Tom. This podcast has gone on for a long one. But, but that then... is because we are here... At across the table exactly there are no you know need to rush off and do anything else we're not in two separate countries can you not hear the energy in our voices because we're across this good damn wooden table on opposite sides yeah. that we usually would be my mic's not fine. switching between my internal uh computer mic and no my it isn't and you're mic. not going oh heck sorry matt and i'm not making notes at the time down on a piece of paper going shit that's yeah, another one this is how you do it <laughs> anyway let's call it a day if you've liked the podcast, please let us know in the variety of places that you usually can, such as on facebook.com forward slash Tom and Matt Attack. You can do so on Twitter at TMACast, and where you can also find us individually at Gameboyle for me and at TomParry11 for him. You can also find us on BlastProcess.com where you can find the podcast, as well as on iTunes and Stitcher and at tomandmattattack.com forward slash podcast. While you're in iTunes, why not give us a cheeky rate and subscribe? That's how we know you're listening. And, uh, you know, go like the picture I posted to Tom across this table for me, because it's been a while. On that note, let's tell them what we tell them every time, Tom Parry. Uh, uh, game on. Game on. <laughs> and get out of my house. Oh! Ah! <laughs>